Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today we've got a lot to talk about. We actually there's a, do. There's a lot going on. Um, and I think that it's only... Look, uh, so we're going to start off. Um, welcome to our comedy show. Let's start off with something sad. Right. Um, uh, um, we would be remiss if we didn't start um, talking about the death of Anton Yelchin. Um, yeah. Because what the fuck? I know. I, um, I know I'm like I I don't I don't I, it's like I don't know how to process it it's like wait yeah. what no I was, I was thinking about the show about doing the show today and it is um it is because the the last time we did this was about Leonard Nimoy um I mean maybe we did about Grace Lee Whitney and or, and stuff like that but the last time we really like had a major uh death in the in the Star Trek universe was uh was Leonard Nimoy and the way I put it uh, is that it, it, this was far more tragic, but far less personal. If that makes any sense, it does. Like we didn't, we we didn't have as much of, you know, most Star Trek fans didn't have the same level of attachment, and and like there's something to be said for, I mean, the fact that Leonard Nimoy was older, so yeah, that we've had more time with him, right? And there's something to that, but like at the same time, that like what you're saying, right? Like because. Leonard Nimoy again he was old so it was like yeah, I mean, that's that, going to happen at some point like he sadly isn't going to live forever and yeah. and I think and he that, got to that, have like a hell of a life and yeah that's the like thing. and it's did like, a whole and got to do a whole bunch of incredible shit you know not the least of which being Spock yeah and well and, and, that and that's the thing people. I was thinking about that like Anton Yelchin was 27 God. like at 27 Leonard Nimoy had not even been Spock yet I know like Anton I know. Yelchin and, had, and I mean, and and he had done, Anton's done had done a lot, you know. Sure. what I mean, for a twenty-seven-year-old, you know, kid, it's funny. He had been Kyle Reese. Now, Let's but, not forget he was Kyle Reese in in a Terminator movie, and I he's had forgotten that actually. And and you know what? He is. Um, I don't hate everything about Terminator Salvation, but it's not a good film. But he <laughs> does a dead-on. Um, he does a a dead-on Michael Bean impression in that movie. I that's, believe it. The kid, he was brilliant. so, 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 so talented. Fucking I never Charlie saw Charlie Bartlett. Bartlett. I yeah, love I never that saw movie. That. I never saw it. Um, oh, I, I was gonna. See we it. it's we were really waiting good. for Green Room to come out, like because that's Patrick Stewart in a horror movie, like going after Anton Yelchin, and so that seemed like that was a movie I really wanted to see. So it's like it's, it was just it. I had no. I really. I truly felt like it was, like when Mister A told me, I was like wait what like it's that's 
but that's like a rumor, right? That's not like true. <laughs> like, and he was like, no, it's, it's true. They're saying he was, and like, as he was talking about how, you know, the, the there's not very much information, but they, he was pinned by his car to a, a mailbox. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, and I'm like trying to figure out the physics of it to make it not be true. Like, well, I'm like, now, well, if a now car is here and there's that, and it's like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Like, that that can't be right. Like, I kept waiting for it to be like some amount of time would pass and then like some person, you know, on the internet would tell the truth and it wasn't real and it was, and I would be a kind of annoyed and be like, you fuckers. But like, mostly I would have been relieved, right? Like, I was like, I really want it to be that. I want it to be some asshole saying that he's dead, but he's not. And that didn't ever happen. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm and, left with that this incredibly talented man being gone. Well, like, and and inst- and the the thing Ugh. about the thing about Chekhov in particular was that I got this, Captain. I got this. I got it. Like 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 literally anybody else in that cast is slightly less alive than that character. Like that character is so much life. He's like he's like two he's like two life forces inside of one body. <laughs> I know, and he's and he's so he's so adorable, and like, and and so much energy. Yeah, um, I can't. Uh, and and I here's the thing: I completely unlike Walter Koenig. Absolutely nothing like that performance, except for the the accent. It really, like, it really isn't like. And it, it's funny that you say that because I as um I don't know if we're actually going to be able to post it. Um, I don't know how the sound turned out, but I, when I did the um Virginia Comic Con, uh, the gentleman Ben that was there was saying and I felt like I was on crazy pills saying that he was totally he was just like Chekhov I'm like what are you what what no he wasn't like I don't agree with that like he was he had made his own Chekhov and it was interesting and it was cute and it was good but it wasn't if you see he wasn't like exactly like like if I was gonna pick any one person from the new Trek movies that's like being the the person like Walter Koenig or being, you know what I mean? Or being, you know, yeah. William Shatner, it would, it would be saying that Carl Urban is channeling DeForest Kelly. Like he's the only one I feel and like. Za- that, well, Zachary Quinto is also doing. He is not channeling. No, I'm not. He's done. Like, I feel like Zach. He's doing, he's doing it from a, that maybe not vocally channel, channeling, but from a, the way he moves, the way he looks, the way he sits no, in a I chair, that, the way he cocks Zach, his head. I think that Zachary Quinto and, and Chris Pine both did a combination of the two. Sure. Where they like they they wanted to bring something of their own to create the like the character is very well established, right? And I think there's sure. a difference there, right? Like the character of the, the the triumvirate, those three characters are very well established beyond the people who played them, right? Whereas Chekhov, like he's just not as as built as a character. Like we don't well, and have as much. Chekhov, Chekhov is 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 whatever the story needs him to be. If he needs to be a hothead, he's a hothead. If, if he, he needs, needs to be an idiot, the, you he's know, an silly idiot. Silly love guy, the dreamy yeah. guy, he's that guy. If he's yeah, the like young he's guy, not... like he is, he is, he is sort of the workhorse of whatever the story is going to need. Yeah, he's not um, the same. Like, so I think that both Zachary Quinto yeah. and Chris Pine kind of took the the character and really embodied the characters. And every once in a while, would kind of there'd be an homage, a moment that where they channeled specifically William Shatner and sure. Leonard, ne- Leonard Nimoy. Whereas I feel like Carl Urban's kind of always DeForest Kelly, like to me yeah. when I watch his performance. And and it's I mean it in a good way. I'm happy for it. Like I'm like it's so awesome. I love it. Um, but Mr. Nay and I actually got into a conversation about it when I said that. And he was like, you know, the more I think about it, he's like, I want to go back and watch it because I feel like he's he's never the happy side of DeForest Kelly as Bones. I'm like, huh. Well, yeah. I mean, they never have anything but horrible strife happening in the movie like it's like it took yeah. a factor of like 20 on a scale oh, well, of one to ten. we're, we're, we're gonna so, talk about it guys 
That's part of so, this, part so, of the yeah, show. Like I I I feel like Anton brought something very different to the character, but at the same time had the cute accent. Um and, and, well, made and you know, fun. in that first movie the the like one of one of the uh tensest scenes is that scene on the drill when Kirk is falling and all that's going on and then the like the everything from them diving out of the Enterprise to the moment they arrive at the Enterprise is all one scene of tension. It's a scene of tension that doesn't end um that includes the death of Spock's mom. It includes the the sword fight. It includes the Klingons. It includes the dive. It includes the transport accident. It's all one scene. And the last third of that scene, everything's being punctuated by by Anton Yelchin's performance, which which gives you the little laughs that you need so that the scene is not completely exhausting. And then at the end of the scene, gives you the kind of permission to breathe again. Um, and he does yeah. it masterfully. He does it like he, oh, God, he, yeah. he understands Absolutely. the scene he's in and he yep. understands that his job is to make that scene is to accentuate the scene that's happening, um, which is hard because like when you're spiking, like when you're spiking, you got to be mad and beating some some asshole up. You got that. And if you're if you're Kirk and you got to be you know doing whatever Kirk's doing, you got that. But from his point of view, he had to really understand his position and almost the musicality of the tension of that scene and understand what notes he had to play to accentuate the scene. It's a, it's a whole yeah, other like level of acting. masterful. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's one of those, one of those actors that you watch and, and you're just like, I, I've seen him in a number of things, you know, it's like, and, and every time he, he brings all of it, right. He brings it. Right. And it's just like, wow. Like not only are you like innately talented, but, but you've really honed the craft. Like, you know, yeah. you're really aware of of all of the moving parts and not just your part in it, like, but it's how that relates to the whole and, and you're really good at, at all of the ass. It's just like, I don't, I don't want that to be gone. I just, I don't. Well, and, and, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that most actors, um, you know, he, he's at a stage in his life when he's doing, he, he's doing really well, but, you know, his star was not rising amazing. He wasn't going to, it didn't look like he was going to maybe be the next Johnny Depp. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But the thing is when, when actors in the Star Trek world don't get there and they, they like, like Carl Urban, there was a point where Carl Urban was at the top and now he's kind of understanding where he fits in the pantheon of like fame and stuff. And, and as part of that, he's engaging more with the fans and finding tons of joy, both with the fans of Star Trek and with the fans of dread being the guy who's who's driving the fan like like they're making another dread it looks like and it's because carl urban got in there in the trenches with the fan something that like when he was first cast in star trek when he was kind of like maybe tracking to be a leading man and now that kind of isn't isn't going to happen that's not something that you do at that stage in your career your publicist or your manager whoever says you know you can't be at the conventions that's not, that's not what you do you know <laughs> and 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 when you're not like like going for that brass ring anymore you can and it would have been cool to see and now you know had anton yelchin lived maybe you know i would have pulled for him to be a megastar but if he never got to be a megastar it would have been so fun to see this guy in 20 years engage with the fans that energy engage with all the fans and hopefully like like th that we're not going to get that we're not going to get those those you know those great interviews you get with the the next gen crew and the original series crew and getting to know each other as they go to conventions together and become friends together like you're not going to get that now no and that's uh, that's a fucking shame um 
So I don't want to bring the whole show down. And it's, um, it's coupled with, I mean, especially with the new trailer that just came out, like my fear of the movie not being good. Like, I, I, I want it. Now I'll be much more upset if it's not good. Like, yeah. as, like, like, how can you do this to Anton? Right? Like, right it won't well, even be about Star Trek at that point. I'll be, I'll be upset. That they did that, that. Well, the movie was what the movie was before this. Happened. I'm aware. Like, yeah. Like, so and I, I, intellectually, I get, I get what you're saying. But I'm I will say that, this: like, I, emotionally, I, that's how I'll feel. Here's, you know, I did. I never saw that. You know, and by the way, poor Justin Lin. Like, dude, <laughs> like this is two in a row for him. Because <laughs> the last major movie he did uh, was Paul Walker died right beforehand. Um, uh, and that's got to like. That's got to fuck with you. I know that when Alex Proyas made The Crow and Brandon Lee died on it, like it fucked with him for a little while. Um, and that had something to do with what to. happened on the set. But like, yeah. I'm sure that when when this guy goes to bed at night, he's like, two, how can that? Like, it's got to it's got to fuck yeah, with everybody. I almost feel like if I was, I, would be, I, I, I know how, how I would feel. I'd be like, I, I should never, ever, ever do a movie again. Like, yeah. I, which I would you, which you can't. Somehow. And and Alex Proyas turned around and made some great films like iRobot and Dark City eventually. So like, like, it's it's I everyone just tries to process it and it's it's it was interesting it was sort of heartbreaking that uh that Walter Koenig uh put out a tweet and said I didn't really know Anton Walt that well we met one time as he was studying the character um but my heart goes out to his parents I know what you're going through because we all remember that you know that Walter Koenig's kid the guy who is you know boner on growing pains you know also died uh, it, and we had a whole show that we talked about that. And it's like, like, it's just, it's the youth part of it. That's yeah. It, it's that just so difficult so to, I mean, to, it all sucks. There's no good side. There's yeah, there's, no, like, yeah. There's no good dying, but like, it's, like, like right now, Stan Lee is 92. And when Stan Lee dies, it's going to, it's going to fuck It's going to be up. horrible and it's going to really suck. Yeah. But like, like I guess well, the difference is when you don't have the comfort that you get to tell yourself when it's someone who's lived a really full and, and good life that you can sort of comfort yourself with that knowledge. Yeah. You don't and there's, have that. And like, like when Shatner eventually goes, I know you're going to be a fucking wreck, but oh, you also, God, yeah. but you've, you've, you kind of know it's coming. This was right. out of like, the fucking blue. This was, again, this was like a meteor falling. This was just like, what? yeah, this was like a, wait, what the fuck? Like that's, that guy. Yeah. He's young. That doesn't, what, wait, what happened? Yeah. So like, and it's this horrible, like senseless, ridiculous accident. Like, yeah. What? So I, Anyway, Anton, um, you know, we, uh, you know, our hearts go out to, to everyone. Yeah. Second star on the right and straight on till morning, my friend. Yeah. Good work. You did great work. Thanks for what you did while you were here. Um, so, uh, now let's transition to comedy. Yay. Yay. Dicks and balls. Um, <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, only slightly less tragic, according to you, was the new Star Trek trailer. <laughs> Um, it really upset me, dude. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, so it's so hard to transition because I'm I'm still like I hadn't like been upset about Anton Yelchin for a day or two, and now like I'm trying as hard as I can to like transition to funny, and it's I'm like, really oh, difficult, right? Like, um, I'm really I'm really down right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Should we have saved it for the end of the show? Maybe, One will never I don't know. know. Maybe we made the wrong call here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so okay, so um, let it, let us talk about the Star Trek Beyond trailer. Um, as we did before, um, because this is kind of cool. I think I'm going to do this every time that a trailer or something comes out to watch that we want to talk about um i have the trailer prepared i'm going to play it and uh sort of describe what we're seeing um uh alexia if you could keep uh your thoughts on it till after the trailer is done it's one minute and 48 seconds i can manage starts out the ding 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 you know 
so we've seen this, right? The one thing that concerns me, we, the trailer starts. We see lots of sh there, lots of shots from the first Star Trek movie, none from the second. But like, it's almost like they're saying, "Hey, remember you liked the first one, right?" <laughs> I like the idea of Kirk struggling about him versus his father. I dig that as a concept. Sure. Destruction of the Enterprise. I'll talk about that. So the Enterprise gets destroyed. You see lots of shots of the crew. The trail is good so far. I'm into it. It's a little dark. No problem so far. And then here's what happens that upsets Alexia. The Starship Enterprise. So we've shots of the crew. Lots of fighting. Lots of like action. And it's action and people looking sad and upset and intense. Um... Like, it's a lot of people walking, looking around. There's a more motorcycle. Um, and so you get lots of shots of action. It's this song that is people are really being weird about. And you're seeing lots of shots. But here's the thing about the trailer that really gets me. You see another ship flying around and flying out of a giant explosion of fire. Which also bumps me out because I feel like you're seeing the last shot in the movie there. Well, that's kind of my problem with the trailer, but I okay. That's what you're seeing, but I wonder what I'm seeing. Um, okay. Ah, uh, so you and I have different problems with the trailer. Um, I'm Here, gonna start. How with do you not have the problem with the Rihanna song? And here's the thing: I actually. Well, here's really the thing: like I don't. Can, I, let me let me hit. Like my, I really hold like. On, her, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on a second. And her let music. Me, I like all of that. My beef me, is not that it's Alexia. Rihanna. It's that it's any pop star. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me let me go through mine really quickly because mine are going to take like a mine are going to take go like a minute. Then. Mine are going to take a minute, and yours <laughs> I think is going to take the rest it's of the show. Take a lot longer. <laughs> um, um, my only issue is is that um, I am never the guy when I see stuff in trailers that go, "Oh man, you're showing me too much." Um, but this trailer, man, I wish I didn't know that the Enterprise was going to be destroyed because that would have really bothered me. And now I you know, know it. Coming. Yeah. And not only do I have I known it's coming, but now I the, like the big iconic shot of looking out the window and seeing the saucer dish fall down and fall away. Like at the time of the movie, that would have that would have been like holy shit when I saw that. Um, now but I know there would it though, would it have it though in this universe? Honestly, you know, it it would because you know what? It's do you know still, what I mean? Because I really feel like the reason that in the in the original series movies when we see when we lose the ship. The reason that it's it, it has such an effect on us is because we're so attached to it by that point. Yeah, but here's the thing. And I, I think that I there, think and clearly it's, and it's like I, what like that level of like what is is well here's because the thing. No, but, it's at a different level to start with, and but, I feel but like I'm the not just talking movies about have been at such a level that it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, I'm here's not the thing. I'm like, not. What I'm, they're blowing I'm, up the ship. I'm like, of course they're blowing up. the but ship. But they haven't what done else it. Can like they the ship is. The ship has the ship has made it through so far, and it's clear to me. Like now that I know the ship is is being destroyed, maybe they. I can mean, they tell blew up that. a planet in the first fucking movie. I mean, why are you yeah. all surprised that they would blow up the ship? That's what I'm but, saying. Why would that? I'm I'm genuinely asking you this question. If it wasn't in the trailer and you actually saw it happen in the movie, why would you? Why would it be an oh my god moment? Like how would um, that in any way surprise you? From I guess what it, I guess it I guess franchise? it sh I guess it shouldn't. Um, it shouldn't. Because again, it's the third movie, and the big moment in the third movie is, of course, that you blow up the ship, um, and also, and also, like, 
like. I mean, just the, there, I there mean, is something this about it being the franchise. Ship. I'm not saying I'm not talking about Star Trek on the whole. I'm talking about this franchise and this time and the way that movies are made right now. Why are you why, why are you surprised? Why would it be surprising to anyone? I, it wouldn't be surprising to me on a meta point of view. It wouldn't be surprising like it was in Star Trek three where someone can say to me, hey, they're blowing up the ship. And I'd go, really? Wow. But in the context of the movie, it would have been an oh, shit move, moment. I don't even think it would have done for me anyway. Like, just see. I, you know what? Here's the thing. You know I, I mean, like, First of all, I think that I would like to yeah, hold on. I would like to introduce you to my one. friend Alexia, because my friend Alexia, who's going to see the movie, knows right now that the ship's going to be blown up. She's talking to her co-host about the ship being blown up and how it's not going to bother her. I guarantee you'll be sitting there crying. Of course, I'm going to cry in the movie. That's irrelevant. <laughs> like, 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 there is no preparing you for it. It's like they, they the ship could be made out of like like cardboard and 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 toilet paper tubes, and it could be a pizza box with two toilet paper tubes at the end of it. And still, as it's crashing, you're going, the ship, oh the ship. I know, I know. Um, That's why I have to get it out now. My 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 real feelings on it because well, well and here's the other thing in the moment well here's, like, here's the other thing is that now it, it's like again like why is it always why all the action why all the like explode this thing explode that thing like oh my god right. calm down and, and i guess and I, I sound I, a little bit like get off my lawn but like i do. like explosions i do you i do. just don't want to sit there and watch uh, and just watch explosion after explosion after, it's, it's like well that's like, what a trailer a trailer is explosion after explosion no it's not it often is, and I will say this: that that, that I will. I, I this movie. Uh, yeah, you're getting me ahead of myself. You're, here's the thing: the, is Star that, Wars: that, The Force Awakens. Trailer hold on. Here's the explosion? thing. Oh my is gosh, it? have you had coffee today? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, the the it's not the knowledge of the ship, but seeing the shot of the of the saucer being separated and falling down, seeing that shot of that happening. That would have been an impressive, and I, emotional is not the word, but like it would have been an affecting shot had I not known it was coming. But now the 30 other shots that'll be of that happening, I'll kind of know. And that's, I kind of wish they hadn't blown that. And I, and I, I, I don't know who's cutting these trailers. I um, don't either. Which and, is, and, but, and but here's the other thing. Whomever um, it is. I'm I was sorry listening, I was to listening say. to a podcast about, um, about the reshoots going on for Rogue One right now, right? Um, about how they're trying to make Rogue One more like The Force Awakens, and and what they and you know the the people of the podcast were complaining about the fact like why are they compromising their artistic integrity to make it appeal more to the masses? Why are they doing that? Um, and the other person on the podcast very smartly said, "Hold on one second. When they made Force Awakens, they had the biggest box office like movie of all time in the United States." And now they're going to put out a dark, gritty war movie that kids can't go see. And it's the first movie that's coming out after, after that. The Force Awakens. And what you're going to do is you're going to take all the goodwill of Force Awakens and you're going to have parents who see that this is a Star Wars movie and take their kids to it or look up and go, oh, I can't take my kids to the Star Wars movie. And what you're doing is you're taking the bloom right off the rose. Um, they and they said they said, and I think very rightly that they went to Gareth Edwards to make Rogue One. Rogue One. And they said make us a dark, gritty Star Wars movie, thinking they were going to have kind of a success and kind of do this other thing. But that that in retrospect, it might have been good to wait four or five movies in, right, to yeah, make Rogue One. Do that before you have this this dark, different kind of yeah. Movie like because right now universe, you need more right? of the same. Right now the Star Wars movies need to be kind of same ish 
for a little bit before you make a left turn so that everyone can kind of take a collective deep breath and go force awakens wasn't a fluke they know how they know what they're doing now we can left turn out of it i think here's right now we can have other things that exist in this universe that aren't just like that so here's the thing about star trek beyond that we have to keep in mind Uh uh-huh star trek nemesis was a disaster financially uh-huh. A disaster. Okay. And Star Trek Enterprise got canceled because it wasn't pulling enough pulling in enough ratings. Star Trek Nemesis opened second to a Jennifer Lo- Jennifer Lopez rom- rom-com. Like like Yeah, it's it's Star Trek <laughs> ne- like 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 the franchise and that wasn't a cheap film, by the way. You go back and watch that film. That's a that's a good looking film. That's an expensive film. It's one of the most expensive Star Trek films um, up to that point. Um, and it the the franchise was gone. And then they made this new thing that that old fuddy duddies like us uh, said. You know that Star Trek is you know is that's that it's like what Paul said. It's more like Star Wars than Star Trek. It's too much action, too much rah rah bang bang. But it did really well. It did really. I'm not a fuddy duddy. I take objection to that. Um, yeah, no, you're the freak. I'm the fuddy duddy. We went That's over right. that two podcasts you're ago. The you should and you go back what? and listen to it. And 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 more callback to that. I just ran into a, a girl who works at McDonald's who had this really cool like purple streaks in her hair and stuff. Are we totally and, and, changing the subject? Um, no, we're gonna go back. I just all right. This, <laughs> just to just to put another moment here for the freaks and the fuddies. It's because you said fuddy duddies. Um. She's been told she's she was like, yeah, they told me I have to I have to get rid of it at McDonald's. Yeah. OK. I'm All just right. saying it's a fucking anyway. problem. Now you can anyway. continue. All right. So 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 you you get to you get to that. That movie does really, really well. Then you make Star Trek Into Darkness and Star Trek Into Darkness while doing well underperforms. It does not do the business that they think it should do. Now, what is the reason for that? Is it timing? Is it the movie itself? Is it like what is it what it's up against? Is it because, you know, the curiosity factor was gone? And I think that's a huge part of it, right? Star Trek 09, my stepmother went to go see because holy shit, they're making my mom almost went to go see that movie. It's a they a new Captain Kirk movie. But they, those people didn't go back to see I uh, didn't go back to see um, the next one. And I wonder if we're going to see that in the next Star Wars movie, as well as Force Awakens did. My mom went to go see Force Awakens and happy she did. She wouldn't go back and see, go see whatever episode eight is. So there's there's a curiosity factor, I think, that built into 09. So what you have now is you've got, okay. Sure, you... but I also think that like some of the problems that we have, um, like, and I think that this is a problem in the movie industry. This is not necessarily specific to Star Trek is this idea that like that that it's it's bread and circuses like if we don't if the next one isn't more explosive is it more crazy like like they're they jump the shark almost immediately now and I I I agree I agree something they leave themselves nowhere to go and I and I and I and I get I, I sort of agree with that um I do think that you have this situation now where the there why are they bringing in a Rihanna song? That's what we're that, that's what we're about what to hear. What the hit. fuck is that about? Um 
And, like, and, and this is, is and this like, is sort of going to be my that was like as and it's and it's worse. It's a much worse offense than the non Star Trekky song that is the Enterprise opening. Like it's a worse offense than that song because at least the context of that song, like they were trying to be like, well, what we're trying to show is that this is before it was the grand thing that the Federation was like. I could almost see where someone thought this was a good idea, but like the only reason to put a Rihanna song on a Star Trek trailer to be like, come see it. This is a pop- popular stuff. This is popular. But, this but is hold popular on. Things. Hold on. Wait a minute. But that's, that's, that's like saying that the only reason for a calendar is to see what the day and date is. Like that's what a trailer is. That's the only function of a trailer. The only function no. of a trailer is no. to take. Yeah, it is no. though. That that's its it function. Should, the function of a trailer should be to give you the viewer an idea of what this movie has in store, so you that can is decide thing, whether it's something you want that, to watch or that, not. No, that's what tra- it should fucking be. A trailer is not a description. A trailer is a trailer is, has one function, and that is to take people who were not going to see the movie and get them to see the movie. That's the only function. But do you really think the masses, the people that listened to Rihanna and that were probably, probably, and I saw comments on there that said this, that watched the trailer just to hear the fucking song are now going to go see the movie because I can tell you they're not. Not one I don't of those know. I don't. But what I, I do... saw commenting were like, I watched it just because of the Rihanna song, but now I'm totally going to see it. It looks really cool. They were like, gosh, I watched it just to hear the Rihanna song. So good. She's so great. She's a fucking queen. But I here's, but here's, but here's like, what it does. Ne- they aren't seeing it anyway. And what you have done that, but, is that, but... you've, ch- you fucked the tone up of a film that isn't about pop culture. That isn't about fucking right, but... Rihanna songs. That's like supposed to be an orchestral song score like imagine imagine for a moment if this if the force awakens trailer if any of them had had a rihanna song or a justin bieber song or whatever in them what how would you have felt i would probably feel like you feel right but you would be like what is what the fuck is it it changes the tone like of the trailer hold on it changes the tone of what absolutely what What does it change the tone of 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 the trailer if the, Even if, of the trailer. If the song is in the film, then it changes the, the tone of the film. If the song is not in the film, then it does not change the tone of the film. And we haven't seen the film, so, so we, we don't, don't know. know. I hope, I pray, I pray with all that I am worth. And if that any song, of the Paramount gods or CBS gods or whomever are fucking listening, please, that song will for be, the love of God, if that song is in there, take it out now. It will be in the closing credits. That song will be in the closing credits. Now I don't have a problem with that because the Lord of the Rings closing credits had pop songs in them, like like it happens. It abs that absolutely has it, it hasn't happened with Star Trek, but it happens with fantasy. It happens with like 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 the no that has been there. Harry Potter has had has had a popish song in one of the like like it's like you can do that, <sighs> you can do that, and honestly, you know the. You the really choice of doing that, but but if it's at the very end, like if it's like once we're showing the the, the orchestral score and we're talking about the symphony at the very end of the credits, here's, and, and it, it, it come, then it comes in, then I might might not be. Really here's good. where I think this the song happens. Here's exactly where I think the song happens because because here's the thing: I think it's going to be like a James Bond movie. The song it, now with the James Bond movie, the song is at the beginning of the movie. I don't think they'll do that. If they do that, then I'm going to be with you. If I'm watching the opening credits and the opening credits has a rihanna song i'm gonna i'm gonna shit my pants 
Like um, I might leave. I might I I might come back, but I'm I feel like they'll I will not be able to stop my body from standing up. You and you out have a here. responsibility to our listeners, my friend. You have to stay with me. I I'm just um, like so you'll have to I don't know belt me to the seat then. So 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 but here's the thing. <laughs> like like I I imagine that what you're going to have is is it's it's going to be like the the pop version of a whole new world at the end of Aladdin. You're going to have the orchestra and the orchestra song is going to be going on as you're having the title cards that pop up and the directed by all those cards that come up and then when the when the when the when it goes to black and the credits start scrolling the scrolling credits it's going to be that song i can kind of guarantee and i don't have a problem with that if the song matches the tone now here's this the the song itself um i i I guess song I, mean, I, I guess too, my point like, is, is that I the kind song of have a hate on for the song now and it has nothing to do with the song. So like, I can't actually enjoy the song now. Like they've ruined it for me. Like you bastards. Thank you. Trailer cutter. Yeah. But, but now what they can do is they can make a music video for the song that includes clips from the, from the oh, movie. Of course. Cause but that's, that's a good idea. That's what they that have to do. Is how we should sell Star Trek. That's that is yes. Star Trek. yes. That is Star Trek to you. No, it's not I a matter of if that is Star Trek. It's not a matter of if a song with clips from the movie is Star Trek to you. You you're you treating it. the trailer as if it is the encyclopedia entry about Star Trek Beyond, and it is not. It is one re, it has one purpose. That purpose is to take people who are not going to see the film and bring them to see the film. It has no other purpose. That's its only purpose is to take people who are not going to see the film and get them to see the film. That's the only reason the trailers exist. Right? No. I disagree so, so, with you. So, so movie companies even if that's pay true, to have trailers made for what? I, I agree that the, the goal is to try to entice people to see the film. I'm what not people? disagreeing with that. Which people? But I don't. I don't believe that it's just about people who were never going to see it. That doesn't even make sense. Like part of making a film, particularly a sci-fi film should be knowing your audience or at least knowing your own artistic integrity. Right? Like, like you can't make a movie that everybody likes, but you're not hearing me. We're talking about a trailer. That was wildly successful. Not everybody likes that film, but we're talking about a trailer, not a movie. But a trailer, the but trailer it was not to the cut movie by- whether they mean for it to or not. And that's the problem because it does like and what it's done now by in this attempt to, I don't know, get people who listen to Rihanna to watch the Star Trek movie that weren't gonna. I don't fucking know. Like, I'm 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 I am really at a loss to understand the business decision here. Like, I, I can tell you. I let me let me at least tell you. Please do. Wh- Please, if you have some insight, I'm. Listening. Here's what I think their thinking was. Whether or not you think their thinking was correct, here's here's because I watch it and and it makes sense to me. Now let me be clear. I don't like that the song is in the trailer. Okay, good. I, as long as we're because it sounds like you like you like it doesn't bother you at all. Well, here's like, the thing. Like, oh, well. I like it more than the Beastie Boys song that was in the first trailer. I feel like this song is way more appropriate. For the Here's movie. the thing that the, the Beastie and I think the reason it didn't bother me because like the Beastie Boys song, it was clear that this was a kid listening to an, a, a classic, you know, no, song. no, no. The Beastie Boys trailer from the first Star Trek Beyond. Tra- oh, trailer. yeah. But again, while I agree that it doesn't fit what we're seeing, it's it's a callback 
from something that we have seen. So it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. They didn't pull the Beastie Boys out of their ass. Like, I would agree with you if the if that if it wasn't the Beastie Boys that had been in the first film, if that hadn't been what he was listening to as a kid when he got, you know, pulled over by the future cop. Like, if that hadn't happened... Well, yes, and, and clearly, and actually, it does belong, because clearly, with the Beastie Boys being what they're listening to 400 years later, they're like the level of Mozart. In order to be listened to still 400 years later. That's not true. In the pantheon of all the music that has ever existed. In we all, don't have like, much pantheon. We don't have much. Like, think about it. Like, there's plenty wait, of music you, that's still popular. Like, so many young people today that I hear that, like, talk about the Beatles, talk about Led Zeppelin, talk about, like, there are, there are rock bands that, that right, are but, classic right, but rock. But the Beatles? Right, the, the, that the, are the Beatles, popular but, with young people. Yeah, the, but those are, those are rock bands from 40 years ago. This is right. 300 years in the future. We don't have a whole lot of, of uh, like, I guess, history to play with here. So so are we postulating that, like, World War III happened, whatever that thing happened, and there was a very limited amount of music that survived? Like, somehow or another, the Beastie Boys ended up on a playlist. No, no, on, I'm on this, saying that there, on, are, on things, young... there are things that, that persist today, and, and, and yes, while... You're you're calling to mind like the classics like Beethoven and Chopin and and Bach and that's like well yeah because that's kind of the oldest popular music that we can think of right now. I'll just but say like, popular music from 400 years ago. That's that's why we're like like that's who we can name and why are they who we can name because because there's you know there there are a thousand ten thousand new songs that are coming out all the time but somehow sabotage made look. The point being, that was silly. Um, <laughs> that's, I'll like, grant you it was minorly silly, but it's not as silly as you're making it. Like, I just, I it's just no like different that. Than, a, than a young person today listening to a classic rock station or a young person today listening to Frank Sinatra and big bands. I, and, I wish like, I could remember. I wish I could remember. I, I mean, it is way different because it's still, there's 280 more years to go. Um, but I do, there, there's that old joke. So we have joke, no idea what there's, there's that old joke. I think it was from Star Trek Four. When when they were talking about like the authors of the 1980s and they listed these like, you know, sort of trashy authors, whatever. And, and they listed this author, this author, this author. And and Spock turns around and goes, oh, yes, the greats. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the idea. I love the idea that the Beastie Boys are studied like much like Bill and Ted's bogus journey, the way that Faith No More is studied. <laughs> like the, the founder of the Faith No More spiritual spiritual and theological center. Like I just love love the idea that 400 years in the future, <laughs> that's that's what survived. It was like it was like Beastie I mean, Boys think- and Ecto Cooler somehow made it into the 24th century <laughs> and nothing else nothing else Not makes nothing it. else that's the thing like it's the, it's the it's the part where you've said nothing else that doesn't no, yeah. that, that is that, that but it's on the short list the it's on, it's on the it, it's the beastie boys are are on the you know are on the the top you know 40 artists from the last 400 years and i just why do you great. say that like why what makes you say that do you think There's that like nothing what, in the film that says that nothing in the film is Kirk that says just that like a, is Kirk just like a fan of like obscure 400 year old music? Maybe or maybe he's listening to like think about satellite radio right now. No, but he's not because when he's a, but hear, he's an adult when he's an adult he and he's now. having sex with the two with the two chicks in bed. He's also listening to the Beastie Boys. Like he goes to the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys are a go to for Kirk. Kirk likes the Beastie Boys. So that's I think no that different Kirk, than like I'm trying to think. Um, I think the older Kirk 
discovered that Ill Communication is a better album than License to Ill, although will never be as widely recognized. <laughs> I, I'm hoping Star Trek Four will have I him wish, actually see all of Paul so Revere badly from beginning right to now end. That we could go to the future just to see how music survives, like just to see what that looks like. Because you see, because you seem to think that, like, I mean. That I mean, I what actually no, it does. It, actually, it does jive. Will not be around so much. And it does the, the jive with everything. Were were artists that had significant catalogs. Yeah, I think I think it does jive with everything we saw in all of the pantheon of Star Trek, which is that they're obsessed with twentieth and early twenty first century culture. Right. That's like like exactly. we know that. That's what we have access to. We we so. we, we know we know that's that what we know. <laughs> Paris was obsessed with it. We know that Sulu was obsessed with helicopters. We know that that Riker was obsessed with 20th century jazz. We know that Picard was obsessed with 20th century detective novels. We know like we, we know that the 20th century was a big it was a fucking big century for It was a big us. fucking deal. It is. For, it's, a, it's a big century for for us as a planet. Which is which like, is And like, I think if we were to travel However many years into the future, you would see that, Justin. Okay, which is why, which is why you have them drinking Budweiser Classic and Kirk's driving a, a car, a, a, a convertible car, and a motorcycle, and and using a Nokia phone to listen to the Beastie Boys. <laughs> it's amazing. I do, but here's the thing. I, again, we have such a problem with with the motorcycle shot. We talked last time about whether or not the knowledge of it being Justin Lin is the thing that's making us hate the, every single shot of the motorcycle. But we had no problem with a fucking car chase in the very first trailer for the very first Star Trek reboot thing. We were like, oh, yeah, OK, that's good. You know, a we car did, chase you know with the Beast of the Boys difference was, was? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the difference was. We were seeing and Kirk it, for the first time in like 20 years. And then we were like, um, yes. That's part of it. But honestly, like, like it goes deeper than that. They like they're on Earth. That's the difference. We're seeing this crazy motorcycle scene in this new trailer, in this new movie, that's clearly on an alien planet, and that's why it's not the same. All right, that I will. Right I will give it. So I. So if that motorcycle is not somehow from Earth stuff, then we're gonna have a problem with that. And I'll give you this: I will. I will stand up. I will stand up and and walk at least to the exit door. If in the middle of the movie someone like pulls out like a giant speaker and starts playing Rihanna in the film, like if somebody's just like doing Lloyd Dobler, so if somebody's doing if Lloyd Dobler with a, a with a giant boombox in the film, I will want to leave. <laughs> but what if they do it like in the film proper, the way that the Beastie Boys no. are in there? They're actually playing Rihanna. Then I'll be I'll be probably more upset somehow. I'm not. <laughs> I know Simon Pegg's like fine. listen to this. It won't be fine if Scotty's like working on the engines. Like, I'm giving her all she, all she can, Captain, and he's listening to Rihanna. That's gonna yeah. Like I don't know why, but it's gonna upset me. <laughs> yes, that will that will be a problem. So listen, this is like I'll be like, the, what the fuck is this shit? Here's why I think that the Rihanna. And you know why? And you know what, Mister? I actually said this. I wish he was here. Sure. Um, he's still at work. Um, that that he could chime in. He was like, you know what, my problem with it is. He's like, I feel like it wouldn't bother me so much, say, in like Firefly or if it was like a or if it was like that guy on that on the, the next gen episode. If we were to listen, if, if like we were on his ship and we're hearing some pop music or whatever coming from his people. Right. But like they're like an organ. They're the Federation. And there's all of these regulations and all and everything, the uniforms and like we're it's, it's fucking serious business. He's like, so that's what bothers me. They're not like a smuggling ship. Like that, there's a different vibe there, and that's the problem, right? Like that's my issue. 
I mean, and I, was like, you know, I, I will say I this. I, I do hope that we walk out of that trailer going, okay, those marketing people, you know, my, my great, my grandest hope is that this marketing scheme works. The tra- the movie is very, very successful and also very different than the trailers so that we were able to go, wow, that was a successful marketing campaign. It got those people in. We still saw it, but we're really happy with the film. And now the film has twice the audience that it did. Because I think one thing that Star Trek always missed out on to a point was seeming relevant to younger viewers. And the fact is, is that it needs to like it really, really needs to. Even Star Trek 09 is seven years old now. And and you need like like in, you need to do business now. And like, for instance, I'll give you an example of a film that 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 fucked it up was the new Independence Day movie, which I saw. Um, I want to see it. I have not seen it. It is I'm clear that it's not going to be very good. Though, I think. But the first one wasn't very good. That's the thing. Right. But I mean, if you know what, if it's like the first one, then I'll be fine it is. with it because it's too. It's you know what it's without spoiling the first anything, one was fun. That's what it was always meant the, to be, and that's what it was. It's exactly like the first one. The the and the 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 horror of the explosions of of famous landmarks is not there anymore because beca- that that seems much shorter and not as effective because they don't you know the whole world has changed. There the universe of that world is different than ours. But this the but the the third act with all the dog fighting and shit, just like the first one, is way better. Um, it's exactly on par on par with the first one in every way, except that it's going to make way, 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 way less money. Um, it's a bomb in the US. It's going to have to do really well overseas to make its money back because it's just not doing well um, because it's Why irrelevant. Do you think that is? It's irrelevant to the people who are out there spending money on on movie tickets. What it's irrelevant. Mean? I mean that the the that. The trailer, the, the trailer traded on nostalgia for a movie that didn't have the nostalgia factor that they thought it had. And that's the thing. They thought it was going to be like Jurassic World, where every kid has seen it and every kid's going to want to go see the new one. And, and Jurassic World traded on the nostalgia, but gave you a twist on it, too, because, you know, and, and also counted on the fact that people had kind of seen it and kind of were aware of, of Jurassic Park. Um, but like since the first Jurassic Park, you would have had two more sequels and you had lines of toys and video games and stuff. And and Independence Day was this 20 year old movie that people kind of knew and some people really liked. But like it, it was not relevant to. I mean, let's pe- yeah, it's not the same thing as Jurassic Park. Sure. It's I, not the I, same I thing as Independence Day. It's not the same as 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 it's not the same thing as Indiana Jones. Right. Yeah. Um, like there are things that have like nostalgia and that were you know sure. sort of a big deal and and and, and us destroying landmarks is not that impressive anymore you know one no, it really one, we, we do it all the time now well it's two no things happened one it's not fun anymore we don't enjoy seeing landmarks destroyed anymore when we watch landmarks get destroyed now if when, when that's done in movies it's done to make us go oh because our 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 feeling about watching our landmarks get destroyed is different than it used to be like yes. it's not fun anymore to watch giant buildings in New York get destroyed. That's nope. just not that's not fun anymore. So now when they do it, it's to give you a sense of the awesome and horrible power of the bad guy, but you're not kind of cheering and clapping your hands while it's happening. You're no, going it's holy just supposed sh-. to be horrible. You're going holy shit instead of oh holy shit. You know, the the it's just the the whole sure. the the whole tone. So that and then the nostalgia wasn't there. So now you get to Star Trek, right? And the fact is is from a from a numbers point of view you and I 
are are the irrelevant group. The Star Trek fans of old are largely the irrelevant group. We cannot sustain the franchise. We can't do it. Like we are, we're like trying to live on Twinkies. We will give you some nutrition, but there's just not enough of us. And, and there's there, seriously, there's just not enough of us. And there's not, there's, there's, and we're not spending enough money. We're all older. Like we wait for things to come out on Netflix. We don't go out every weekend. Going out to the movies is not something that we all do. Many of us have kids. Some of us have grandkids. Some of us have great grandkids now who are fans of the original Star Trek. You know, and the and the people who were the people who were like twenty in college when they were seeing Star Trek 09, they're now married and probably have some kids now too. Like it's it's you have the, this this is a franchise that that partially because they waited as long as they did between films, partially because there is still still a, a the stigma's less, but there's still a stigma again. I still don't know a ton of people who are like, I love Star Trek. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Why, like, why, why it's totally acceptable to love comic book movies and love Star Wars, but Star Trek is that step too far. I, I don't think the stigma is there so much as anymore as people are just like, oh, I'm not like I was. I'm wearing a Star, a Star Trek shirt right now, where I would have maybe been less likely to do so. Let's say in 1998. So I think the stigma is is gone now. Like you can buy Star Trek shirts at Target now, where you couldn't before. Um, but I think that okay. that that while the stigmas may be lessened, I still think that there are people who are like, yeah, it's not really my jam. Um, and so you've got to have people sitting in that movie theater and have a Rihanna song pick on, turn on, so that their you know little fifteen year old ears perk up and they look up at the screen because and, and, and there have to be explosions and there have to be things to make them go look, look what this movie's going to offer you. And how do we how explosions? Do we sell- That's what it's going to like. Star Trek is supposed to offer you. Mind expansion. It's supposed to offer you. Have you tried to sell fucking mind expansion to a fifteen-year-old? Well, then fuck those fifteen-year-olds. We need. I was that fifteen-year-old. I was that ten-year-old. Like, but don't act like just show. because you're 15, you have to be a completely brainless, like, I don't you know, had fucking show. mud on the, on the road. I don't fucking know what that means. And like, let's why? also be clear in terms, terms of Star Trek movies. Tell me the Star Trek movies that offered you mind expansion. One, certainly. Two, not at all. Um, three, yeah, a little bit. Four, absolutely. Five, attempted and failed. Six is the perfect blend of action and I think looking at the world differently. Absolutely. Star Trek, Star Trek Generations, um, kind of considered to be a failure at doing it, but it had the novelty of Kirk and Picard. Uh, First Contact, absolutely not. Insurrection, attempted mind expansion and absolutely failed. Nemesis, absolutely not. So you're going 50-50 on even trying. And but those are the, those are just the films that you're looking at. And all we're talking about is the films, like this, this, the the Abrams. Right, but none of them have done it right now. Well, I would I would disagree. I would say that Star Trek 09 made some attempts at at it was it had some hard sci-fi in it. It had some time travel in it. It had some contemplation of your own of your own extinction in it. I would say Into Darkness had Into Darkness eschewed all of that and sort of just stuck with your down home action film where I think Star Trek 09 attempted some things it attempted like like sure and I think and, and, and honestly I think that's why 09 did better like I don't think it's just you know because of the time between or or the novelty had worn off and the and 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 the I think, curiosity I think, was gone I think that the attempt at those things made the difference because the once that's gone 
then it's like, well, now why except, the fuck am I watching this? Like, except, this, how no, is no, this no, different but, then than any other big bo- blo- fucking like but, summer blockbuster? Like, how is it any different than Pacific but, Rim? So, why? all right, that, that's all right. That, that's a that's a legitimate that's a legitimate question. Except, I would say that the content of Star Trek 09 had very little to do with the box office of Star Trek 09. Because that's not how it works. It's when you have a franchise film, the success of the film, uh, the true success of the film can be seen on how well the next film does. Um, you know, I mean, like, that's only fair if the next film is really, really good, just like as or really, really one. bad. You know, where you have you where you have your your where the hangover two makes 10 times as much as the hangover where the hangover one is clearly better. Like it's 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 because people loved the first one. And so they all go see the next one. Um, sure. Like I for whatever reason. And and look, Paramount's in a pickle, man. Paramount's in a spot where they're like, okay, um, the they could draw back the budget because they 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 want it to be a summer temple movie, and so they're going to spend 150 million dollars. And if they're going to recoup the 150 million dollars, they have to they it has to go broad. And Chris Pine did an interview where he talked about this, where he was like, he was like, look, you can't make a cerebral Star Trek movie right now, like you can't do it. It's too expensive. It needs to make too much money back. And it needs to appeal to too too many people. You can't sell to fifteen year olds. Come to this movie and expand your mind. Like you can't do it. And it's Star Trek. It's a space well, that's movie. Pro- that, that, I, that that makes me like seriously like really sad in my heart place. If that's true. If 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 there aren't. If that's like not even if like if that we can't find some happy balance. Like I get what you're saying. It's like it's why Hamilton's such a big deal, right? It's like. 15 year olds don't want to don't care about fucking history. Oh, but now it's rap. Oh, well, that's interesting. Now we're interested. Oh, that's really cool. Well, and also Hamilton is fucking spectacular. So let's let's absolutely bringing it back to the trailer because I want to make sure we have time. There's one other huge thing I want to talk about today that sort of like leads into it. I think the thing is and and I know it hurts you in your heart place, but that the other thing is that with very, very few exceptions, um, you know, we, we've talked about um, it's, a, it's a term I got from another podcast I listened to that, that, that the primary value of something is the reason you go to it. Why do you go to dance music to dance? You know, why do you why do you go to ice cream to be sweet? Uh, what is the primary value of going to movies, especially uh, big budget action movies like like big, big, big movies, big space movies? What's the primary value of going to them? Um and the primary value of going to movies right now is not to expand your mind. It is to have giant escapist entertainment. You can it's go to spectacle. S- you can go to smaller movies and where people go for the sort of stuff you're talking about right now is television. Because I think the reason people don't go to movies for that as much anymore is because they don't need to. Is that when we were kids, um, TV with the exception of Star Trek, largely, and maybe X-Files and a couple of other things, was largely kind of shallow and vapid. To use the Twinkie as another analogy, it was like a Twinkie. It was like mm-hmm. it was it was it was TV was just a thing that you mindlessly consumed. Um, but you would go to movies and movies could have layers and la- you could have like like layers and layers of depth in, mo- in movies sometimes. And even then, 80s movies didn't have as you like occasionally you'd get a, a, a witness or something. But even stuff like that in Dead Poet Society is like those were the lower budgeted movies. The action movies did not tend to have, you know, with the exception of Star Wars, a lot of philosophy mixed in. If they did or weird hard sci fi like Buckaroo Banzai, it would all it would like it, it would they'd get lost and not do well. Um, now 
people don't need to go to the movies for the mind expanding experience because people can go to Game of Thrones and and have time to think of it. They can they can go to you can take a a a superhero show like Daredevil and and have an entire episode where the where the hero and his you know adversary of the of the episode spend the entire episode sitting in a graveyard talking to one another. <laughs> like you can you can do that on TV now and you couldn't before. So when yeah. people when people go to shell their their money out and I'm one of them, man. I went to go see you know I didn't go I don't go see independent films and little films in the theater anymore. And I and I spend more money at the theater when I go. I go to the IMAX 3D showings of things. And when I do. I want to be blown back into my seat. And I think that's why you're having movies, you know, like Interstellar not doing as well as we thought they would. Um, because I think I that the movie was great, dude. It was so good. Yeah. And I don't, and, and people and go it back. didn't do well. Like, did it really not do very well? It didn't I do that it did well. No, well. It, it didn't do that well. It didn't, it didn't do like the money like Inception did. Um, and I think that that's I think that's the thing is I think that you need to convince an audience that when they're coming into the theater, they're going to get blown back in their seats. That's what you got to convince the audience is going to happen to them. Then what you can do is in interspersed in there, you can make a really good movie as well. So and that's where you get your like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um not Civil War as much, which was more popcorn, but Winter Soldier, which was a much more thoughtful and contemplative film. Or that's where you get your, that's where you get Zootopia. I don't know if you saw Zootopia. No, um, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, I'm, I have it, and I want to watch. I, I might hope maybe I'll watch it tonight. Watch it tonight because that's that's exactly what they do. They sell you on on cute, funny animals, funny, funny, funny. They sell you the jokes on the, in the trailer, and the movie is 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 much smarter than that. And 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 they can do that. But the trailers have the one thing they need to do, which is to pull people who were not going to see either by informing them the movie exists or in the case of what start. Everyone knows that Star Trek exists. Um, but now they have to take everyone and pull them in. And what do you do now? Trailer three is coming out. It's two weeks after Anton Yelchin dies. Right. You've got your action movie. Um, and it is an action movie and it's going to be an action movie. And we have to it's accept such that. an action movie. That's um, my problem. But but here's the thing. I don't like, got, and I don't have a thing against action, and I feel like I'm coming across that way, and I don't. I just feel like there's a way we can have action and still fucking say something. Well, here's the thing. I don't know that the movie doesn't. That's the thing, is that I'm watching well, I will say this. I've seen a lot of the same action scenes in the trailers. I've seen the little swarm things attacking the ship. The ship clearly gets damaged and they escape, and shit happens while they're escaping. There's a, a hand-to-hand combat thing with the woman that they keep showing. There's some motorcycle thing that happens. Um, they're now showing them sliding down the ship. So that's like four things that I've seen. I'm not seeing like what looks like 70 different sets, 70 different areas at 70 different times. I feel like I'm seeing a little snips of the same action film sort of, sort of scattered in between. And so I wonder if what they're doing is they're saying, this movie's going to blow your face off. Come and see it. But maybe underneath it, you know, that, and keep in mind, Simon Pegg wrote it, and he's he's really. I mean, that good is at, the only thing that's keeping me going at this point is knowing that Simon Pegg wrote it, but he's, he didn't write it alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm but like, he was he was the major force behind it, and Justin Lin is a fan of Star Trek, um, much more than J.J. Abrams was. But the marketing department has a job to do, and that job is to say, look, here's that other Star franchise, the lesser one, the one that makes way less money, the one that way fewer people like, but. 
hey guys, it's just as relevant as your Star Wars. And it's different than Star Wars. What does Star Wars not have? Motorcycles, pop songs. You know, the kind of humor that it has. Teleportation, which they really focused on on the one before. Like, what it is better this? better not mo- have pop songs. It shouldn't have pop songs. It shouldn't well, have them. But the trailer is giving you, here's, you know what the trailer is trying to tell you this is? is Guardians of the Galaxy. It was the first. That's exactly one. what the trailer. That's trying well. To that's tell what us. the and first one's trying to tell you. And here's the thing: I like yeah. Guardians, of the, Guardians of the Galaxies, but my Star Trek, it is not. But that's really the first trailer. This one, I think they're also in a jam. I wonder if this is the same trailer they had two weeks ago. Like, I really wonder. Like, maybe they had another fun, rip roaring something else ready to go, but now Anton Yelchin is dead, and what are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's like, like, and I wonder if, that, if that's going to affect my viewing of the film. Like, I wonder if I'm going to be able to watch the film without being a little bummed out, like, anyway. Like, every time yeah, he's I on Yeah, I mean, the there's sc- no way I'm not going to just be probably... I'm, I'm probably going to cry just seeing him when he shows up on screen yeah. for the first so, time. Like, so, just just because it's like, <laughs> he's gone. I don't, I don't know what yeah. to do with that. And, like, it's... That's, oh, that, my gosh. Like, and that's even- absolutely going to affect... Here's the thing. I the, the I, situation. I did think, I still think that they're going to kill a main character in this film. And I hope it's not him. That's the thing. Can you imagine? Here's the thing. If it's him, they can't put this movie out. I, well, I like, ha- legitimately feel that way. Like if it's, if, the, if that's how they had done, if that's what they had done and, and he's they, well, they, now, well, they, you can't. they can't not put the movie out. No, you can't put it out. It's wrong. It's wrong to do. You can't well, do it. they could delay it. It's but morally they, bankrupt to put out the movie if you kill them in a movie. I'm sorry. I it mean, just is. Like, like that's just one of those fucking hits you take, man. Yeah. Like, we I, were just watching, um, I don't know if you've seen, I know you've probably seen previews for Hail Caesar. Yeah, no, I saw Hail Caesar. It's, fu- it's fucking great, right? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I loved it. There, I mean, there are a couple of things that mar it um, that 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 make it less than awesome in my in my opinion. But mostly, I fucking sure, love yeah. it. Um, and like, it's it's like it's like a problem that comes across the desk, and it's like you fucking shelve the movie. That's what you have to do. You take the hit. You find a way around it, but you you don't put the movie out. Like, well, except like, do you like the crow? Yes. So, do. do you release the movie where Brandon Lee? is held up in front of a gun and shot multiple times and dies um, and is basically a walking corpse through the entire film, knowing that it's that scene where he gets shot that he, that they were shooting a version of that scene and that's where he died in the film. Like that's, that's, but they released the film and I'm glad they did. They delayed it and they cut that scene. They cut the footage where he died but they absolutely still released the film where that happened. Yeah, you know? and, and I think you're right. Then maybe the right answer is you delay it, right? Sure. Like, I mean, I don't. Maybe it's not like you never show, it never sees the light of day, but you don't, you don't put it out right now. You don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I know it's, it's, it's. You know, again, what do you, do you put? I don't know. I don't know what, what the. I, I, I don't know what the answer is going to be. I hope they don't. I hope that he that they don't kill him. I hope there's a version of the movie where, where. You know, whatever happens, the next movie he's not going to be in it. Do they recast him? Do they just not have him? I, I mean, you, what I think happens if they if they didn't kill him in the in this one, I think you just not have him. I think he's just not there. I, uh, I yeah, I or but what I think they'll probably do is kill him off screen, which will upset me. I won't. They'll just talk about it. Which or they'll or they'll say that he went somewhere else. I mean, I I'd hope rather they do that. I'd rather they went do off that to, than 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 kill him off screen. Yeah. I'd rather he went on to do something else. Um, 
extraordinary. He got his own posting, his you know his own ship or something, right? And it just didn't make sense for him. You know what I mean? Like, because that's the thing too about like the original, like until we get late in the movies, nobody gets to be anything other than they were in this. Like, it's like the problem with with Voyager. You know how like he's fucking an ensign for seven years. Sure. And it's like, so like you never, at, at least they, they address it a little bit on next gen in that there are numerous attempts to, to give, um, to Riker, give Riker command. his own captaincy. And Riker and just, right. Riker down. is just like, in a, like, like in retrospect, Riker is like a bit obsessive compulsive. Um, of course, on the other hand, like for, it, the fact that he made it through all of next gen and stayed first officer, not a problem. People stay at a job for seven years. The fact that he was still a uh, a first officer at the uh, the fact that he was he was still a first officer at the end of um, of Nemesis, that it took that long. That was like another like 15 years after the end of next gen. He's still the first officer. OK, <laughs> that's. That's a little much, but hey, listen. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Is it okay if I if I switch gears as we come to the end of the show? Because there is something we haven't talked about that leads into everything we're talking about about uh, primary value and 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 TV shows, um, which is there was a subtle little announcement um, that they made, uh, just a way they mentioned it. They have still yet to confirm uh, what uh, the new Star Trek series is going to be, but in the context of a game, um, an announcement of a game, they uh, have referred to. Um, the Abrams verse as the Kelvin timeline, which I think yes. is really interesting. I really, I really like that. I like because here's the thing: they needed to do it, regardless of whatever comes next, whether or not we're we see shows in the Kelvin timeline or what have you. Like calling it this meta name, you know, J, this, the JJ verse or the Abrams verse, like doesn't work in the context of 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 continuing in the in, in the, the lore of the series right like yeah. in the lore of 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 the universe it doesn't make sense to call it that and it does make sense when you've made when you've acknowledged in one of the films like you've made a point to you know for all the stupid people out there it's an alternate timeline um when you've made the point of saying that to not have a name for it um that i feel like it took them far too long to come up with one and it's about time they should have named it before now like well, it would have like it made sense in the universe well then what do we refer to this as right well here's like, the two things that that means timeline. that means that a that means that a um i feel like that's confirmation that the new show is not going to be in that timeline really um, interesting in a separate in a separate timeline i find it interesting talking. that that like because i feel like i thought you would think that confirmation that it is like now that they've called it the kelvin timeline it's like well that's what's going to be in no no i feel the opposite that like they that they have to be able to like they're going to be talking about this new series coming out and they have to say that it does not take place somewhere like you you wouldn't you know you you would just say it takes place in the current timeline they, they need to d- differentiate from that's the you name the timeline because you have to differentiate from that. Timeline. I think you name. I think you name the timeline because they needed to name the timeline long before now. Yeah, but they decided because to name, people but, because but, people outside had already been naming it. But they but they we had but, to refer to it as something. Are you really saying? Like, are, are you really saying that as they're writing the news? It's a coincidence that they waited seven years to name the timeline, and they just happened to randomly coincidentally also name it while they're writing the TV show. No, probably not. I would I I can say But I, I think I think either way you have to name it. Whether it's taking place sure. in the Kelvin timeline or not, you have to name it. But I so just that, I like, would just bet you dollars to donuts that, that I, I I have a 
really strong feeling. Even articles are starting to say this. Um, I just look at geek.com right now and it's saying uh, that, that it, that the new series is not going to take place in the Kelvin timeline. So I think now that you have that and you know, that's a separate timeline. um, The other thing that, uh, and I, I, I like to, that. I like what they, the name they've come up with, though. I think it's good. I do. It's, I, I think it's fitting. And, um, and I want to cover with you a real quick thing that Brian Fuller, uh, who's um, like the chief guy running um, the new series. Give me one second. Cause I'm going to look up, look it up here because um, he said some interesting stuff the other day. Um, really? Yes. Brian Fuller offers new Star Trek details. It's from Dark, Dark Horizons for Thursday, June 23rd. Um he talked a little bit about trying to get new uh, Hannibal made. And then he said, um, I'm just going to read it from uh, Dark Horizons. He confirmed the first season will be 13 episodes with production aiming to run from September through to March. He confirmed it will be serialized with one story over 13 episodes. At the moment, the arc of the first season is all mapped out and the first six episode scripts have been finished. Um uh, Vincenzo Natale, Cube, and Splice will be producing director on the show, but is not directing the first episode. Other directors aren't booked yet, but stages are already booked and sets will be going up in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's already met with a few actors and there's plans to carry on what Star Trek does best, which means progressive casting. Although he did not write saying, he hinted the series would have an LGBTQ regular character, something all the previous series lacked beyond guest stars. Due to the series being on a streaming device service, the show is not subject to network broadcast standards and practices, which will allow them to get away with more things graphically and have flexible run times for the episodes. However, he doesn't expect the show to up the profanity level as a result. He's also been looking at race cars as an inspiration for starship designs. Fuller seems genuinely excited about returning to Star Trek, especially one not operating under the budgetary and content limitations the previous series had. He said... I didn't want to be a writer. I wanted to be a Star Trek writer. So to be able to craft a new iteration of the show with new characters and a whole new adventure and a whole new way of telling stories that you haven't been able to tell on Star Trek is honorable and it's a dream come true. It's hard to articulate that. It's wonderful to be working with and then he's blah, 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 talking about it. Um, he had then talked further and I wish I could find exactly what he had said before because he um oh there i'm gonna go back this is from three days ago so this would be from the 24th um he wrote uh i are you still there yeah okay good sorry hey peek behind the curtain people sometimes we get kicked off the show i've been kicked off twice so um so that's why i asked that question anyway here we go um (laughs) uh he says I mean, it's funny. I've read that we're set before Next Generation, after Star Trek VI, both of which are false. I've read that it's an anthology show, which is not accurate. So it's an interesting to see those suggestions and seeing the truth mixed in with them and going like, oh, they got that part right. But so, sort of on the truthometer on PolitiFacts, it's sort of like some truth and a lot of like, no, pants on fire. That's not true. One of, the, one of the things that is exciting for me is that we're telling a Star Trek story in a modern way. We're telling a 13-chapter story in the first season. It's nice to be able to dig deep into things that would have been breezed past if we were doing episodic and had to contain a story in an episode. Um, then the end. Fuller also indicates we'll see multiple crews in the storyline and we'll eventually see some familiar characters. Hmm. Huge news there. Um, I huge in that we're gonna it's not an anthology but we'll see multiple crews told you um which means that like maybe it'll be like game of thrones where we just sort of with, with game of thrones you know you you kind of follow like five stories 
Yeah. So um, so maybe that interesting that they're going to be familiar characters, uh, yes. eventually popping up. That eventually that's popping up. That that is that's in the plan. To. It's in the plan that someone from somewhere that we know that we're going to see. Um, I feel uh, like that's that that. I feel like Q's are a really good cho- a really good likelihood. I d- unless unless they recast him. I mean, John Delancey does not look like the younger Q, and. Yeah, without him going, but he can look yeah. like anything. So what does it matter? Well, yeah, but he would have to have the. I've decided to look different than I did. I don't think Q's a great choice. Um, really, I think it would be great because he could be like, oh, see, like because he could make a joke out of looking older, like I just to make you feel comfortable, right? Like, yeah, they could do that. Or easily, the, or they they away. they could they could de-age him at first and then age him up, or that you know. But like I I've, I've heard Jerry Ryan say that she like maybe wants to come back that, that would be interesting seeing like what if it is just set 20 years later after the end of next gen what if you it's just like look we're in the prime timeline it's 20 years later yeah like that how amazing would that be but we're telling it in a modern way um i love this idea i love that we can be like I, and here's the thing i would love if there was like a sliders type episode and we ended up in the kelvin timeline Fuck at some point i hate that fucking show i sorry but you get the concept. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know why I hate it, right? Yes, I do. We've talked about it before. Okay. Um, I'm just saying. Like, but, I, um, I, you know, I think. Because, hmm, you know. I don't know that, how I feel about that. What I don't that know would how do for I feel me, about them. What that would do you know, for me is that would, is that my entire, because one, the existence of this show, if it is in the prime timeline and it does take place after the destruction of Romulus, it, it, it is the only thing that will convince me that I'm wrong about the prime timeline being destroyed. <laughs> Um, but once you do that, <laughs> well, then how are they? What if this is in the prime timeline? Like you're like, so they're retroactively destroyed by the first movie, and still we're seeing stories in it. Is that well, how? But what an what an interesting like, what an interesting <laughs> thing it would be to like if it was set in the prime timeline, but a little later. Um, what an interesting thing it would be to have someone from that timeline, but from the future of that timeline. Like, what if you had? Because you've never had that. I think the problem with that, right? Like, I think the danger there is. That unless if it's something big enough, then you now you're locking in things that have to happen in the past, and that's dangerous for if you're going to want that movie franchise to go forward. No, but I'm not saying that we need build to... off that franchise in its own right. You're tying their hands by doing something like that. What I think you could do is if you did like an homage episode um, of the the one uh, of parallels. And it was something minor, but there was something there that that allowed us. Like there was just a reference to Romulus, um, uh, to uh, holy to shit, the, rebuild, it, the rebuilding of Vulcan. What like is something this? small that's a re- that's clearly a reference from the first three movies that we've already seen, and it's 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 something small, and we're not really hearing a lot of history. But what about this? character, and you know what I'm saying? Like 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 it, the or, episode parallels. Or, we see little things that are different. As or what if to, they go back in time in the prime timeline, and they meet Doctor McCoy from the prime timeline, DeForest Kelly, Doctor McCoy, but now it's played by Carl Urban. Or something like that, where 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 you have these actors playing these alternate versions of the same character. That wouldn't make sense. How would they go if they're going back? Like that's you can only go back in your own timeline. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's the new actors playing the familiar old characters. It's not. But that's that's the Kelvin timeline that that supports your theory. No, 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 no. You're not hearing me. They they go back. I am. They go back in time and somehow are in the Kelvin timeline. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying, what if, 
what if uh, they go back in time and, oh, that's a really interesting thing. That's really a fucking interesting thought. If they go, if they were to go back in time to before the destruction of the Kelvin, which timeline would they go forward into? I don't know. That's, that's what if, and what, and what if like, like, cause if they have time and Star Trek likes to get really science fictiony, what if they dealt with that? And they, and they never said, why? What, what if they said there was at the time of the destruction of Romulus, uh, a break in a, a break in, um, in time you see the destruction of Romulus or the destruction like that? Cause that's in the future or the destruction of Vulcan in the past. Well, I guess, I guess that's the thing. Are, is I'm imagining if this is taking twenty years, taking place twenty years after the of uh, the events of Star Trek Nemesis, that's uh-huh. going to be that's going to be after the destruction of Romulus in Star Trek 09. Is it? Yeah. No, that was all happening in real time. Like I, I don't remember the 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 yearage, right? I don't remember. Yeah, there was the a, there was a, there was a prequel. There was a prequel comic to uh star trek 09 that had data and picard and stuff helping spock deal with the red matter before romulus explodes and spock ends up being yanked through time there's a prequel comic that that is about them helping old spock and being part of what makes old spock eventually go back in time okay um so what if this is after that after the destruction of romulus this is after the destruction of romulus but then there is you know what if I mean, that'll time- be that'll be an interesting landscape regardless, right? Well, yeah, A, it's an interesting landscape. B, you could say you could say, you know, time travel would become a little passe. Everybody could do it. But after the destruction of Romulus, like time travel suddenly got it's it's really fractured. You can't like you cannot go back in time any longer because something but then they, then that really limits their ability to have any time travel episodes. Not which- at all, because then when it happens, it's a big fucking deal again. That's what I'm saying. When somebody does time travel, you're like, holy shit. And where did you come from? But I guess what I'm saying is what just. I, I mean, th- do you think it had become not a big deal? Oh, yeah, I really do. I really think when when by the time you but by, by the time you get to uh to Star Trials Trek First Contact, Star Trek First Contact, you're just like, yeah, we will just adjust the. I mean, fucking they were they in in DS9. They were just like, yeah, we're going to use the we're going to use the orb of time and we're just going to go track this guy down. You know, and there's a and the, there's the 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 sort of dragnet. The- but they needed to like, I mean, I guess the reason I, I don't feel like it's flippant. Right. Like you seem to think like it's just every day like, well, we'll just go ahead and travel back in time. Like it was like, fuck, like someone someone is doing something fucked up back in in the timeline. And we have to we have to rise to that occasion. We can't just let it happen. But the technology to do it, it becomes such an issue that there was the, the Bureau of Temporal Events. Like it'd be, it becomes such a thing that it but was, I love the Bureau of Temporal Events. I, I loved it too. But what I'm just saying, what if it becomes more impossible? Like, I what think it would it, be interesting to follow the story of the Bureau of Temporal Events. Yeah, like, it would be an interesting they, thing to do. What if they were time? What if there was like a whole like time agent? Holy shit. What if we're going to get our Captain Wharf series? Like if it's multiple crews, what if one of the sh- crews is a Klingon crew and it's Warp? Warp's crew, yeah. Holy oh, shit! Because cool. I didn't want to see a whole series about Captain Warp, but if it's a uh, multiple ships and one of them is a Klingon ship and it has Warp on it, fuck yeah, I'll watch that. Or like yeah. Warp is part of it. Where Warp is the Daenerys Targaryen of the show, where you just go to him, you know, a little bit every episode. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I don't that, watch Game of Thrones, so I, yeah. but I know what you mean. But like I that, that's that's uh that's oh man, that's that's really cool. 
Like it's it's there's so many things to explore there, so many things you can do. That's the thing I'm I'm looking forward to is seeing where they go and what they do. Like like how are they going to how are they going to adjust for for the difference in the timeline? You know, could I guess what I was saying about the time I travel I think is- what's great about doing it this way, like what they're talking about, like cuz they've already said they're going to have a, you know, an LGBT and like it's like I think you character and I th- I think the reason that you can do that, like you can I think I can have what I want out of Star Trek, how I've talked about. I don't want to see this. Like, I want to see my freaks all over the place. Right. Like, cause I want, I want to see that sort of inclusiveness in, in Starfleet and in, instead of uh, this sort of exclusiveness. Like if you, if you look a certain way or if you behave a certain, like you can't be here. Um, So I, I think that by having different crews, um, you get to have different vibes and you get to see how then you can explore that a little bit, right? Like where where this one captain, like maybe being on their ship is is like is like you're the captain of the ship and they're a bunch of fucking fuddy duddies. But like I I'm the captain on my ship and we're seeing that story too and 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 everybody on my ship looks fucking crazy because we don't give a shit. Um but we're we're just as capable as the fuddy duddies. like they're like they're equal in terms of like their capabilities and going on missions and being a part of the Federation. See, and I, and, and like, I think, and I think you could have a Kelvin timeline person, but from their future, who's just like, who, who's you just, could, but I really think that they, they paint themselves in a corner if they do that. Not they, necessarily. That person so doesn't have to, in the future, but, but that person doesn't necessarily have to tell that person doesn't necessarily have to like be an encyclopedia of that. It could just be like, they find someone and they you've never had a man out of time character. Who's been a regular crew member. That's like, true. That's a, that would be an interesting take to go to to go. This is all wrong. This is not how it's supposed to be. Here's what happened in my in my timeline, and they're like, "Well, what else happened?" And he's and like he goes, "Well, but I like, think that if you have that character, you have to have the you ha- like part of like part of his character will periodically be like identifying those differences because like here's the reality. Like if if I'm living in this timeline and things didn't happen the way that they that they are right now, I. I, anytime that comes up, it's going to throw me. Like, well, no yeah, but, how many but, times but he can mention it from time. He can mention it like, from what? time to time. But it could also be a way that they could kind of promote when the next Star Trek, like like they did with uh, with uh, the Spock episode of Next Gen, promoting Star Trek Six. It was just a little line that he threw threw in where he was like, you know, here's what happened when the, at the Kittimer Accords. Like, I felt like Next Gen and the original series movies existed side by side really well. So I don't know. I think it's what I like is that is is I'm much more excited about the new series than I am about Star Trek Beyond. Um, Agreed. But I are you surprised at that? I mean, a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. not though, because you really like long form like storytelling. One, so. I like long form ser- storytelling. Two, even if Star Trek Beyond is the best of all the Star Trek movies of all the Star Trek movies who've ever existed, it will give me two hours of new Star Trek. Yeah, like the in new a series is going to give me thirteen so hours of new more. Star Trek. I'm, yes, yeah. that's what I want. Yes, I'm more and multiple crews and maybe put me back in the prime timeline and you know maybe maybe I will get 
what happened to different characters. Like, and you know, actors grow. Like I, I want it. I very much want it to be in the prime timeline. I don't. I don't want it to be in the Kelvin timeline. How I'm awesome really would it be to have Admiral Riker? How awesome would it be if characters you didn't like, like, like in the books, Esri really redeems herself as an awesome character. What if Nicole DeBoer of the past twenty years has been doing a bunch of fucking Shakespeare in the Park and it's gotten really good? Like, like Christian Slater. <laughs> Christian Slater, who used to be kind of good, but just did. A I Jack love Nick- Christian Slater. Shut up. But listen, but he he did just do like a Jack Nicholson imitation for a lot of his early films. And and now and and it's true. And he was doing shitty films and not getting good reviews for them. But lately he's been like 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 actors get older and they get better and they practice their craft. And they you know, like what if we get to see characters that we knew before in an entirely different light because enough time has passed? Like that would be really interesting to see, you know, because people change over the course of twenty years. I I do think it would be interesting to see some of the change, like because I think uh, with the with the next gen crew in particular, because of 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 episodes in next gen, we have some like some idea of what the future looks like for them. But we can have um, like they. Now, I don't think they're just going to do fan service service and say we'll eventually see some familiar characters. But how cool would it be eventually, like if we're a couple years in, and because it's like a lot of crews that you're seeing, if it is bouncing in between ships, um, like you can have blended crews. You can have like what we've been jokingly doing with the fucker prize. You can have like, you can fucking have Riker, Riker and Esri and, you know, and the doctor and, you know, fucking, you know, Sulu's granddaughter in a ship. And that's one ship. You know, and you and like you, the Klingon ship can have. You can, and I think that you can really. I think something that will be interesting to see, like regardless of the, you know, this tease that there that we'll get to see familiar faces at some point, like however that's going to play out. I do think what you have, um, particularly if you're in the prime timeline, that you get to do is is have reference. Like, like I, I know for me, anytime in Next Gen when they referenced a Kirk mission, or you know what I mean, like I loved that stuff. And like, or, or, you know, we had to study this in, you know, in, in, at the, at the, um, at the academy, um, like, and the fact that people would be studying Picard absolutely makes sense. Well, and, and, uh, like, and if it's post destruction of Romulus, cause this new show is going to just like the Abrams verse appeal to people who've never watched Star Trek, which Kelvin like, timeline. which, oh, I'm sorry, Kelvin, thank you. They're going to have to, they're going to have to appeal to people who've never watched it. This show is going to have to have a starting point. There's going to be a thing that they have to start doing at the beginning of the show. And I would love the idea that the destruction of Romulus like changed everything. Maybe there's a big thing. Maybe there wasn't any interstellar travel. Maybe there, there was that old idea of the star starship show where nobody had been exploring for starting Starfleet for 20 years because like it was too fucked up and they're like, okay, we're going to go fucking do it now. But the entire landscapes changed and like, like it's it's scary because so it's that familiar world, but things are not the way they are supposed. They're, they're to not, be. and like and and they haven't wanted to go players, out. Familiar players, but everything's not as you remember it. Like yeah, what if what what if what if they just started out? And they said, look, we used to be an exploring people, but then there was the destruction of Romulus, this giant fireball that went across the galaxy, and it was it destroyed Romulus. It was eventually stopped, and it made warp drive I- impossible. We couldn't do it anymore. And so we have not been able to explore for 20 years. The new technology now exists and we're going back out there. And every expectation is turned upside down because the Romulans are gone. Um, and maybe the Klingons are weak, but the Ferengi are really fucking scary now. I mean, I don't know. Like it's, it's Yeah, like I don't know what that looks like. They, it, yeah, it gives you the ability to like kind of just take a bowl 
stick all of the, you know, alien races we know thus far into it, shake it up with, like, a- another bowl that, like, has, like, villains. But it's like, going to have to be a start. It's, it's like, going to have to be a start. change who they are. It's going like, to have to be a new change. start. That's the one thing. I, I it's gonna, There's going to have to be a compelling reason to leave Earth and go out and do some shit. Can't just be like, here's a ship going out and doing some stuff because that's just another Star Trek series. Like, it's going to have to be, okay, we're going. Why do you think that? Like, that would not bother me if it was just another. It wouldn't bother you because you are, you and I, we'd be fine with that. But they need new people to watch this. And you think that the new people will need that, any, like, will need that impetus? There was something, I do, I do, because I think there was Like, because, I mean, there isn't some big event on every other show that makes that happen. Uh, there, well, there is on Voyager, and there is on Enterprise, that they're the first ones going oh, okay. out. Okay, I'm talking and, about I'm talking about shows that are popular and on TV right now that aren't Star Trek. Because you're saying they need to a- a- appeal to not just Star Trek fans, right? They need to try to. I'm like, saying that it needs to, there there needs to be a starting point where people can jump. What's on the starting who, point of 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 every other show that's popular right now? I that's that's that that's a really broad question. <laughs> what can you tell me the starting point of every show that's on? I'm right? fine. Get, like name three. Like this big event. Oliver comes back from the island. Okay. Um, uh, and if I want to jump to the next one, there's a giant explosion and accelerator, which completely changes everything. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents get shot. These are the shows that these are the shows that I watch uh game of thrones is much more slow beginning all my all the shows i watch now are all superhero shows um i legends I, of tomorrow is there some big don't tell me what it is because i don't want you to spoil legend, it legend, some, le- legends some, of t- some single event yes yes there there is a okay. there's a well it's not a single there's a starting point for rip hunter rip hunter starts them on a mission because there's a thing he wants to do because there's a thing he has to take care of it's like it's, there, it's a I mean, set like I, it's like, a set goal. Lost the plane crashes, and that begins the show. Sure, um, Th- I'm not Heroes, saying there aren't shows where that's true, but I'm saying that there I'm are saying, shows where it's not true. Too. I'm saying I'm most saying... of the shows I watch, you know, Buffy arrives in Sunnydale, like it's brand new for her, and it has. So to what be... if it's just a new crew going out on their first on the on their first? It's like the new crew of the Enterprise setting out for the first time. Like it's just changed hands. That's not enough of an event for you. It is for me. Like I don't I, know what you mean by that. Is what I'm saying. Like like uh, something has to like the way you're saying it is like I'm, something has to happen. And no, like, I'm not saying a big thing. I, I'm just I'm just saying thing that, that, that's got to be the jumping off point. And I'm like I don't I don't agree with that. Like I don't have think to Bruce have Wayne's a mission. parents they being have... shot is some huge thing that sets off all of Gotham. I mean, like it, Gotham is so much more about. This about this this guy but, who. But what wa- Gotham is is Bruce Wayne's Bruce who's a Wayne's, good cop on a, Bruce, on a largely like completely corrupt. Okay, but but, here, but here's the thing: Bruce Wayne's parents get shot, and he arrives in Gotham, like he he's brand new to the whole thing. He, like sure, like, like and that's I guess what point, I'm saying is that it, that's just that's it though. Like it's just like Buffy arriving in Sunnydale. It's like it's just a person arriving in a place that we know nothing about either one of them. Like so, it's not some event. I'm like, not saying it has to be an event. I'm saying there has to be a starting point for well, duh, the mission. There has to be a starting point for anything. As a, like, well, whatever. no, as opposed well, like, to what do you as, mean by as that? As opposed like, to the, the original, sound, right, as, opposed to, as opposed to the original. Like series, it has to be like there has I, to be the day that Romulus myself? blew as up. Oppo- like I don't know. <laughs> as opposed to the original series where there was no starting point, they were just kind of already doing it. And next gen, he was piloting a new ship, but he was just kind of 
like he had already kind of been doing it. I think at this point, okay, you cannot but, assume but DS9, that anybody's watching. It starts watching. with him being assigned to DS9, doesn't it? DS9 has a very clear beginning. Has a very sure. clear, clear, this station is wrecked. He's just arriving. This station sure. is wrecked. He's That's just arriving. Saying, but, it's, but, it's, but, but as a star, as starting points go, it's not some particularly crazy or exciting starting point it's just a starting point but it's but it's a starting point for it's every like the the story is starting and that's the thing next gen the story wasn't starting by the time you got to the second absolutely ep- it was you're wrong by the time you got the to the point se- was their first mission yes it was and, just starting but the rest of the first season you can watch out of order with the exception of the death of yar sure i understand that and that's but and that's not going to be the case here like what will be it'll be the first mission of the enterprise I hope is one of the storylines at least. Um, and, and then as opposed to being, you know, sort of stuck in that episode of content that, that Je- next gen had, or that the original series had, they'll, the, it'll be more like DS9 and that they can start at this place and they can move forward from there and have continuity that goes through. All right. Well, um, the good, the good news is that we're so, not, but we're, I don't think there needs to be any more of an event than that. Well, we will, you know? we will see. I think we're gonna have time. You know, I think the first trailer is going to give us a lot of thought. Um, and we'll have more time to discuss it. But um, uh, just as we're wrapping up the show, because we do need to wrap it up, um, uh, I do want to say to, uh, in terms of a great starting point, if you're just starting off on, on our podcast, if this is, because <laughs> you know what? Here's an interesting thing. I looked at our numbers. Um, we had, uh, uh, our last episode was like the fifth highest downloaded episode of our show ever, including any other episodes that have ever had years and years and years and years and years of time to load. Um, we have a bunch of new listeners who this is their second show. Um, so if you made it to the end of this uh, episode, thank you for sticking with us. There's way more going on. Um, thank you for watching the movie. Those of you who have, those of you who haven't watched the movie, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Um, be sure to watch it. Um, thank be- you, those of you that have watched it, enjoyed it, and given us great reviews. We appreciate that. It's awesome. Um, uh, if you want to be awesome, a super fan, uh, please watch it and give a review uh, on Amazon Prime. And also, if you watch us and then jump over to some other geek documentary after you're done watching us, like Plastic Galaxy or Trekkies or something like that, so that it seems like everybody who likes one likes the other, it'll drive traffic to us. Um, uh, but just thanks for listening. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Trek off. Check off, bitches! Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie! There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it, if you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys. <laughs>